0: Yo, what up though? This is Esham and you rocking with the Connected Experience. Yo, what up, though, man? This is Big Greg and you rocking with the connected experience. This is Premier Pete, and you're rocking with the connected experience. Chill. Oh yeah, this is Jake Prince coming at you live and in living color. And you're rocking with the connect experience. Yo, what's up everybody? It's comedian TK Kirkland, aka T to the motherfucking K. And when I'm in Detroit, you already know what it is. I listen to the Connected Experience. You should too. Connected I'm SJ I'm AJ And we the Connected Experience Hey bro, what's the Connected Experience? The Connected Experience, bro, is the lifestyle A lifestyle Our, our lifestyle. lifestyle Is where we put people who we think dope in the room To share with our audience And then they share us with their audience And it's a, a two. You know what the Connected Experience is? What? It's also uh Nominated podcast for Podcast of the Year, best niche podcast at the uh, Pie Excellent Awards. Yeah, Excellent, yeah, yeah. That's going down in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's in October. So if you hear this at the October. We will probably be talking about how we won them shits and bring bring the, uh, the hardware home, bring, bring that shit hardware home. I was that's why I was saying we got to start a fucking room, man. We got all this shit at the crib, all these pictures. Well, and No, all actually, this. what you said is we need to no, take yeah, one of my rooms yeah, at yeah, my yeah. house. That's not saying Yo, we son, need to we start a room. Yo, so we got our own museum in real life. I know shit full of about us. Like, uh, you know man, that saying. shit was dope. So you know what was dope and shit. Like uh, yesterday, the kids was over uh, mom's crib and shit because she always tried to get them together and shit. And, uh, you know, my daughter, like, got an iPad and shit, so she, like, sent me a screenshot and uh, was like, which one of these are you? So I'm like, what is she talking about? Like, let me open this shit. It's the uh, hop.com article that she found on her own. You feel what I'm saying? She must be Googling. I don't know what it was, but that was, like, so dope to me. Like, damn, she, like, discovering uh, who her father is. Because to, to her, I'm just dad, but I'm yeah. somebody way before that in yeah, different yeah. aspects of life. And uh. M- it, that's dope that she found out about the music. And then I can't wait to just share other stuff with her, yeah. like who I really, really am. am. yeah. yeah because so I'm day, Superman to I'm, her. Uh, I'm at, I'm at uh, Big Store USA shopping for yeah. my daughter, uh, yeah. trying to just, I'm getting her some toys and shit. And dog, I stopped in the middle of the aisle and realized, like, this little motherfucker don't even know my name, dog. She think my name Dad. You know what I'm saying? So like it kind of <laughs> fucked me up. Like like did have you ever thought about that? Well yeah because I teach the kids it's, my it, name. Yeah. so when I you went to the saying? crib, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Yo, what's my real name?" And she like, "Daddy." Then I'm like, "No, what's my real name?" She like, "Dad." That I'm yeah. like No nah. So her mama had been teaching her and shit So yesterday I did a video With me and her Because it was, it was weeks ago You know what I'm saying But yesterday I did a video With me and her Where she telling me my name And her name You know what I'm saying And her yeah. birthday and all that Because my yeah. baby would be three in a minute I can't wait yeah. I got her I got her her first piece of jewelry from me That I yeah. told her Like yo when I give you this on your birthday You got to keep it for forever yeah, I'm checking that I'm shit saying? in nigga. Yeah we'll see yeah. You know what I'm saying We'll yeah. see You got a word of the episode I, I do got a word It's uh, philanthropy Which which is a uh, concern for human welfare and advancement, usually manifested by donations of money, property or work to the needy person. What they actually forgot to put on there, too, is time. Some yeah. people donate their time to the development And uh, you can call that uh, philanthropy also. What about you? You got a word? Yeah, I got a word. It's psychology, which is the scientific study of the human mind and its functions, especially those affecting behavior at any given context. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Nah. the reason why did you pick your word? man? I picked my word, man, because uh, based on this young lady's uh, bio that she sent us and then conversations uh, with uh, her mate, like that's what I got from it. You feel what I'm saying? So our guest today, like, like, I I worked with her With her mate And this Like we just connected I mean I think the first thing We asked each other Is about a book You feel what I'm saying And then we just started Talking about books Then I seen him With a book I had never seen And I said he, He's selling it Cause you know what I'm saying
1: Nigga what the fuck was that
0: like, <laughs> like what what Like what You just sold a nigga a book Like what, what was that Like you, you feel what I'm saying He like oh that's my girl book I said your girl write books He said yeah I said Damn straight up Then I said yo you know we got a podcast and shit Like bro we had talked to her and shit You feel what I'm saying What's the name of the book Oh we will get into uh, that with her Uh, Then like we just kept building and shit And he was like Basically the nigga is telling me how super dope he think his woman is Right So I said well what she knew He said well she a teacher And then she do this And I said she gotta come on bro Right You feel what I'm saying And shit that wasn't even three weeks ago Right You feel what I'm saying And all me and dog talk about his books you feel mm-hmm. what i'm saying so and then but when i seen that act of him selling a nigga the book i said oh he fuck with her you feel you feel what i'm saying like and then i was like how much is the book he broke it down like we got a lot of them bitches you know he gave me the pitch but i buy shit from niggas anyway so yeah, you feel yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. but i was like yo that's dope because a lot of niggas don't be in a woman corner like that it's usually the other way around a bitch is selling nigga mixtape and shit now i got to be subjected to this trash you feel what i'm saying <laughs> but the person who bought the book told me Dog that shit was dope Like was that book, book yeah. was really dope Well I picked the word I picked because I you know I'm intrigued by the study of the human mind you, you know you? what I'm saying Yeah 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 Knock a <laughs> nigga shit out of his head he played too much You feel <laughs> me? You know what I'm saying? But on an intellectual level yeah. You know you go you battle wits Like it's just a battle of wits and you just get to see how people think So and that's, that's cool. why I, yeah. So could you introduce our guest Well her name is Stacey Lumpkin but you, introduce, you can introduce you
1: Hi well I'm <laughs> over here blushing <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the love and support. But my name is Stacy Lampkin.
0: Lampkin, I'm sorry.
1: Oh I yeah, like, like Lamp and then Kim But I used to get Lumpkin all the time. But <laughs> you know
0: Lampkin. why I thought Lumpkin? I'm sorry because we used to be on Lumpkin Street on the East Side. So I automatically when well, I seen that, that wait, lumpkin, like
1: Lumpkin Street in Hamtramck?
0: Well, you know it go all the way to the East Side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yep. Yeah. Not all the way. Okay. That's our, where our Forest was, and yeah, 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 we used to be over there recording music. We former artists. Well, we not former artists. We just we retired. Say right, no, I'm not going to say nothing Because I might nigga, You might be work, working my, on the yeah, album Am yeah, 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 I hit? I do it, you feel what head. I'm saying? But sorry, go ahead
1: <laughs> Oh, um, Well, I'm from Hamtramck I okay. grew up in Hamtramck, that's why I asked that Because um, my friend used to live on Lumpkin
0: Okay, Hamtramck, you don't hear that a lot So let's talk about growing up in Hamtramck Because Hamtramck is uh, really, uh, what are they out there? They're not white, they uh, Ham-Tramic. Polish Like yeah.
1: Chaldean, Polish, um, Arabic, Middle Eastern It's, like, really a lot of different races in Hamtramck, which is why I always say I loved it because it was real diverse. And I didn't, like, really experience racism until I got to middle school.
0: And and, and and when you say experience racism, what was the type of racism that you experienced? let me take
1: that back. Let me take that back. I didn't directly experience racism. When I lived in Hamtramck, the Arabics and blacks used to fight each other all the time. And it was, like, crazy. Like, they used to take out bats, shoot each other, run— Run each other over like it was crazy But it wasn't ever direct So when I say racism Like when I was uh, my, my mom moved us to Ohio when I was in 8th grade So she can go to nursing school Oh and, Toledo Was it
0: Toledo, uh, Toledo?
1: No it was called Finley
0: Yeah but that's that's right outside of Toledo
1: Oh probably not
0: My home girl went to that oh, school Oh really? Oh, yeah it's she th- just graduated not too uh, long I yet. know a
1: lot of people <laughs> 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 we went to the school But yeah I was I was younger so I didn't really like, pay attention to like where it was But it was a city called Finley and, um, like, it would, the white students told me that I was, like, gangster. And I'm, like, because of the way I dressed. Like, back then, like, I think um, I was wearing, like, G-unit, baby fat, stuff like that. And they was just – and I'm, like, how am I gangster? Like, I never acted gangster in my life. Um, and then the teachers were racist as well. And I remember we played a math game. I've always been smart. smart. We played a math game. It was, like, flashcards, you know? It was like two people competing, so I'm competing against this other girl, and I beat her, and the teacher was like, oh, we're going to do a redo, and I beat her again, <laughs> but I just always that remember sucked that. sucked the life
0: out, you didn't it? Yes,
1: and I will never forget it because I'm like, like, I just felt attacked well, by everybody, even the yeah. teacher, and I'm like, I clearly just beat this girl. Like,
0: um, you, I always say the two places, if you ever want to experience racism, go to Illinois, Indiana, or Ohio. I don't care what people say about people in the South, at least it's outright and yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, and Ohio are by far probably the most racist four My collective states. My
1: little brother, who he's four years younger than me, so I was like thirteen, so he was like nine. He used to get bullied by white boys. Like they used to like chase him and his friend home. Everything <laughs> did Mama they call to them to porch monkeys him,
0: like, or moon crickets? <laughs>
1: they probably did call them porch <laughs> monkeys. Yeah, but they was like bullying. Mama would not let him like hit him back. She like, why go uh, go not? Uh, you, so you
0: can't let them run. Right? We ain't never ran because yeah. niggas used to. We used to watch niggas bully other niggas and, and chase, chase them home. home. But we had to go the same way that the other niggas was going. And the bullies so was going. The bully so. was going. So we gonna have to get back to back and knock these niggas down. Um, bro, but you know, we used to beat up white boys and shit too. Like we went to eight, when we when we were in eighth grade, it was probably twenty black people at the school. Seventh in Seventh grade, yeah, seventh grade, we got kicked out in eighth, yeah, yeah. and it, that was a racist was 20, situation. Yeah, it it definitely was no more than twenty black people. Ah, uh, twenty five. Let's just yeah, just, but 25. that's just for the we pad numbers because it was probably yeah. like seventeen. And that's counting Travis, and Travis had been there. He's He was grown. He should have been out of the school, but really? he was, like, special needs. He, I can't believe I still remember that nigga that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we actually talking about school, so mm-hmm. you're actually a school, a high school teacher? Yes. So, like, why a high school teacher?
1: Um, I've always wanted to, like, work with teens. Like, when I first graduated and started working in schools, I was with kindergarten, yeah. which I didn't think that I would like, and I actually loved it, but— I feel like everything that I do as far as like writing and um, having a foundation, and everything is more catered to teenagers. Yeah. Because I um I always want to be like a psychologist or a mentor type of figure. So yeah. I feel like it's, what, what I have to offer is suited best for high schoolers.
0: Right. Okay. So what grade level do you teach now?
1: I t- um, taught ninth grade last year. So this year I'll be still teaching ninth grade and then one twelfth grade class.
0: Yeah. So what do you actually teach?
1: Psychology, psychology, and I uh, mm-hmm. break
0: this down. What, 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 what does a psychology teacher do? Because it's, oh, it's the study of the human mind. So, and a uh, ninth grader, and a ninth graders. So, yeah. what, when, when, he, when? Are you okay? Are you a out of the book teacher or are you a experienced teacher?
1: Out of the book. So, my students they think that it's about to be like I'm about to diagnose them or do some type of experiments with them, and that's not what psychology is. Like psychology is like. So broad, so many different things. So, we'll talk about um, sleep, we'll talk about therapy, we'll talk about um, like neurons in the brain, um, social psychology, which is like behavior, um, different um, behavior techniques. Like, it's so many different things, things. that could be covered. So, yeah. But we, we will go out the book, and it's like 14 chapters. So each one is like a different um, topic.
0: Okay, so when you say you talk about therapy with them, give me an example. If I was a ninth grader, what would you talk about therapy with me? Like, because you said therapy. So mm-hmm. I'm a ninth grader. Uh, I'm seeing troubled. I'm mm-hmm. the guy who you see this potential, whatever the fuck that means. You see that in me, and I'm just disrupting the class. Like, therapy me.
1: Now. <laughs> When they learn about therapy, they'll be learning like a pretty basic idea of different forms of therapy because there are a lot of different types of therapy right. and it really depends on the level. But if you are a, a ninth grade boy who's disruptive in class, which I've had, and there is going to be, that's going to go more into like classroom management and just like being more than a teacher. Yeah. yeah. So, and I will tell you, I had a harder time with the boys, but. I I did a lot of professional development um, this summer and just trying to incorporate psychology and everything. And then there was a book that somebody recommended how to um, teach urban black boys. So I'm going to read that as well. But
0: that book, book, who 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 wrote wrote that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Did did a a black man or a black woman write that book?
1: I think so. I forgot the name of the person, but I know I put it on my list of books to read. So, yeah. (laughs) Now,
0: would you read that book if you discovered that that was written by a male white Anglo Saxon?
1: I would read it, but I will—I mean, I would read it with a careful eye. Yeah. I wouldn't
0: read that. I wouldn't yeah. read that at all. And this, the reason why is because even though you're reading with a careful eye, subconsciously, they're still planting a seed in you. Like, mm-hmm. And no white man is going to ever have the best interest of a black male. And, and his best interest is never going to be with the black male. Like he's going to. To me, that would be like setting a black guy up for failure using any tactics because mm. it's not. it would be like the school system anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, like, I respect that you're a teacher and I respect all teachers especially. What, what school do you teach at? I
1: teach uh, at Jalen Rose.
0: Yeah, I, I had, uh, when I was in retail, some of my uh, some of my employees, but well, I don't like to call them that, but used to go there. And I think uh, Jalen Rose Academy, from the outside looking in. They used to
1: go there
0: as students? Yeah, students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean... Uh, just from speaking to the young man mother She said that that school helped in the development Of her son so much mm-hmm. Like she, she really didn't know what to expect You know what I'm saying and then like she thought The graduation rate like hearing those Stats and yeah, stuff. Yeah y'all are 100 right? 100% Yep. Yeah so she thought those type Of stats were flukes and maybe they were Padding people grades to keep that And then she said like she seen how Her son developed just from going there So from I guess the type of student He was in middle school to going there To ending up going to Michigan State like she she could not stop raving about that school, and uh, I just think that's so dope because for one, Jalen Rose started out as we, to, to our knowledge, as an athlete. We know we don't know his love for education, so he started out as an athlete, and I want to wanna come back to your community inside the community, not downtown and anything like that, and like build this this high school that like send a hundred percent graduation rate is exceptional for a kindergarten and class. What's the, what's the principal <laughs> name?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm saying too much, Wendy Lewis, but I mean, I guess I mean, all of that's public, her name is uh, Wendy Lewis,
0: you know what I'm saying? So that's exceptional, but I just don't like uh, this the education system, right? Because I do think public education and well, anything other than a monastery is linked directly to uh, to mass incarceration. They teach you every single thing that you would do for mass incarceration from the bell ringing. That's true. When the bell ring, you know where you're supposed to be. In jail, when that bell ring, you know what I'm saying, even to... I like to see a bunch of kids walking down the hall, and it look like pandemonium. I don't like to see kids on one side of the hall going this way and, and one side because I've been in a youth home, and that's exactly how it was. So we going this way, we got to walk down this side in this way. If your Far shirt not high, tucked yeah. in and all of that, and I'm like, we're not in the military. I'm going home tomorrow, but what about these brothers who got to stay here? And all we doing is getting them ready for the penitentiary. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I'm actually anti-uniform for kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want kids to be uniform. I want to see your personality through how you dress. I want to, that's how I'm gonna to get to know you when I come to the first day of school. Because I went my my first love with education was going to be an educator, but I just had to consider like how less teachers make. And I, I just wasn't with that. All of my teaching allies at the time had summer jobs. Why would I want to work the summer? I want to be off with the kids. Mm-hmm. So I decided against that. You know what I'm saying? And then I used to make a decent living doing something that didn't mean anything. I mean, I was a manager at a shoe store Mm -hmm. and then I made more than all of my teaching allies, Mm -hmm. even with them having higher education. So just not a, a four year degree, they going for personal development and all of that. And then like I still make, twelve thousand dollars more than them i'm like right, right. my nigga i opened the store on a saturday to make sure jordan's get sold you feel what i'm saying so that was part of my reason for getting out of retail i said this is meaningless i'm actually part of the problem i see niggas standing in line getting in fights pulling guns on each other like this shit don't matter and then that's the only time i actually felt like maybe i should have been a teacher because mm-hmm. that shit matter yeah see well, I, I was thinking like if i i want to be a teacher also but I want to be like a, a teacher t- or a educator. Educator. But I'd be like the 50-year-old teacher in his first year because I got the experience. Like, I ain't hurting for no money. I'm not in this. I'm in this because I know what y'all hit headed for. I know what y'all about to face. And I'm an adult. I'm not struggling to try to pay your so, bills, yeah, you, stuff like that. So I, I got the leeway to be like, yo, this is what it's really going to be. We could go buy this book. And we could go by my experience, but I bet you y'all get more out of my experience. So, why a psychology teacher though? Why did you pick that?
1: Um, well, my degree is in psychology, so I I when I growing up, I've always wanted to be a teacher, but after college, I didn't want to go the teaching route either, and not necessarily just for because of the money, but it was just like I don't like the system either. Like I don't like the educational system, but I will say at Jalen Rose. We have a lot of pro-black teachers that are, like, really dedicated to the child and not necessarily this curriculum or this system. So I do feel like it is a good place for black children. Like, they're really being fostered. Is this an all boys school? Love. No. No, no, no. Okay. Nope. So I will say that. Um. But I, I don't like the system. I, I still don't like the educational system. Eventually, I want my own school. And um. so that's kind of what made me, was like, I'm going to be a teacher because I need that experience hands-on to have a school like I want a really dope school of my own and I also want a tutoring center and I also tutor so I was like it's no point in me working like I worked at um, Quicken Loans after um, I graduated college and I made more money at Quicken Loans but like I was miserable and I hated it there and I'm like that, like I've always wanted even to." even when
0: they spend the wheel on Wednesdays
1: I, hate <laughs> I felt like a slave <laughs> and it it was just miserable, like yeah. I, no, really, I feel you, like you I really, and I just was like i don't I'm not really doing anything that I care about, so yeah, yeah. and I've always been like I've always uh did volunteer work where youth in college, I've always been a volunteer tutor, so I was like, I just need to really be educating children, like I don't like to call myself a teacher either, I like to say educator because it's more than just teaching you this subject, like it's a lot more and like educating you on how to survive in life like my class is not like oh we're just gonna do this like they get a lot of lectures for me and just real life stuff um right, right. but psychology came from my degree my background is in psychology
0: so you could actually be a therapist though right if, if is that
1: well i would need a master's right now i just have a bachelor's okay, okay. but if i went further in school then i could
0: and would you consider doing that or no
1: yes i want to have stacy's couch
0: Oh okay, okay. Mm. Well, you could just start doing that <laughs> on YouTube, and it'll pop off. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. dog yeah. Just you should you should dog uh, have him sit on the couch first, <laughs> <laughs> so they know it's real. They know it's real. Yeah, no real. yeah. yeah. We, we
1: talked about it. i, yeah, I want exactly. to have Stacey's couch. So yeah.
0: you actually have a, a what is it? A foundation or a company? Young and ambitious. Is that what? What would you call that? Because you you is is based around your books and you tutoring, yeah. but. Is not, like, what, what What would you classify that as?
1: I'm actually in a um, class called Retail Boot Camp for young and ambitious to, like, get a brick and mortar for a tutoring center. And that whole class has been making me, like, realize, like, okay, what do I cause, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is this? Because it started off as a foundation. I did, like, a back-to-school event, a prom contest and stuff. And then I just didn't really have enough support. I wanted to do, like, a coat drive and, like, other stuff throughout the year but I I was just like doing it on my own so it was too hard to keep up with and then also I wanted to publish my book so I started focusing on a book and then I named my book Young and Ambitious and I've been tutoring for um going on three years now as a private tutor and so I named my tutoring company Young and Ambitious Tutoring Services so like I don't really know what to call all of that but right you know, it's gonna it be sound like it's a
0: lifestyle <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Young and ambitious so let's talk about the book young and ambitious like uh first first what made you want to write a book
1: okay so when i was 11 me and my cousins like we were at a family member's house and you know how they make the kids go like in the basement while the dogs so party yeah. yeah and do all that stuff so we was bored in the basement and my cousin was like let's all write our own story so We all wrote a story, and I just, like, liked writing it. Plus, I've always been an avid reader. So, like, once we wrote that story, I just started, I went home, and I started making it, like, an even longer story. Yeah. And that's when I was 11. And then I just started writing, like, a whole bunch of stories in my binders and passing it around to my friends um, in my middle school in Hamtramck. And I wrote 12 of them. I wrote 12 stories um, in middle school. Yeah. And I just did it for fun. And then when I was in college, I started writing Younger Than Ambitious. But um, my junior year in college, because my first two years, my grades were really bad, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> so my junior year in college, I was like, I can't really focus on anything but school. School. So I was, like, studying, like, all days to get straight A's and stuff. So I stopped writing it. And then... I started working at Quicken Loans. That was slavery. You don't have time for nothing else but Quicken Loans. Yeah. So I couldn't write. And then I started working at the school, but I was working as a paraprofessional, so I wasn't getting paid that much. So I, um, I was like, after the end of the school year, I'm quitting and I'm going to write my book. So I quit, and then I just wrote for nine months, and I just finished it. And I was like, this is really what I want to do in life is write books. Yeah.
0: What, what college did you attend?
1: I went to the University of Michigan. Okay,
0: okay. that's dope. Okay. So when you, so when you, uh, so what is the book about actually? Before I ask the next question.
1: Okay, so the book is is eight teenagers. They all live in Detroit. It's Four girls, four boys, and all of the girls, they're going through something different that I've experienced or I've seen someone experience, and all of the boys, they're going through something different. And I use like personalities from guys that I've known. And so their lives are intertwined, like they all know each other in some way. And then it's like just a story of what they're going through in life and the, the um well one of the themes is kinda like how parents are absent. So it's like the teenagers like they live in like grown folks and their parents are barely around, which is like what I how see a it, lot.
0: Yeah, how it really go, especially uh working at a high school. You gotta Shit, see that all the time. It. Yeah, I'm just saying, like you gotta see that all the time. Like how involved are the parents when it come to the like today in, in, in high school, like from your perspective? Well, and it's not a knock against the parents because we mm-hmm. know, like, obviously they have to work to keep the lights on or whatever. But like, let's take the best student you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. How involved were their parents versus not the worst student you've ever seen, but a student that just needed a little more love and attention. So mm-hmm. like kind of compare and contrast that for me.
1: Well, my experience at Jalen Rose, I would say, is different from when I was teaching at the first school on the east side. Okay. That school that I taught at on the east side, parents are like, like, okay, for example, a parent put her five-year-old son on the ADHD medication because she just didn't want to deal with it. Like, he, right. he was getting in trouble a lot, but it's because...
0: You don't have no discipline. It, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, at yeah. five
1: years old, I don't expect your son to sit down all day. And you know, I was I a was paraprofessional, so I wasn't the main teacher. I was the second teacher. And the main teacher was a white teacher. And, like, so it would be like, I don't know how to handle this black boy who has all of this energy. So it's like I'm calling home every day. And so the mom is like, all right, I'm going to accept that you're telling me my son has ADHD and I'm going to put him on medication and he's five. So... To me, that's like the worst because
0: you just you just you
1: just gave up and was like, "Cool, whatever you say, I'm I'm gonna do this," so I don't have to keep coming up to the school. Now that experience to me was way different than being at Jalen Rose, just because the school has so such high standards. Like parents kind of like know you gotta live up. Yeah, to this. like I have um, each teacher that works there is responsible for a class of a, like a brown twenty five. So at the end of the day, each every student in the school. Has an advisor. yeah. So that's kind. Of, we we are responsible for contacting the parents of everybody in our advisory. I've seen all of them. I've seen all the parents. Um, last year, I before I started working at Jalen Rose, at the beginning of the school year, I worked at a school. I'm not even gonna say the name. Worst school I ever been to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just in general, it the worst school just ever. Literally.
1: It was middle school. I saw I had six, seven, eighth graders teaching them math. Parent teacher conference, I saw five parents and I'm not lying. And, um, out um I, I out taught of six, six, seven, six, seven, eighth. Yeah. And I saw five parents.
0: Do that make you want to go home and cry? Like in real life, like when you when
1: eventually it made me leave because yeah. I was like, I can't do this and then it's like the school is not supportive at all either. And then one parent came up there with her scarf on, and like she was just looking crazy, smelling like weed, embarrassing the mess out of her kid. and I'm like, I know this kid is embarrassing, no wonder your kid in class acting a fool because this only time I'm they get at to the really, fool it came from, you know, they just let it all <laughs> out stupid. when they get to school. So, yeah. I will say that at Jalen Rose, I have not had that experience, yeah. but at other schools. Even if you see the parent, you can just tell. like
0: You can see like why you're dealing as a teacher with what you're dealing with. So it sounds like at Jalen Rose Academy, and this is not an ad for that school, but I'm just saying, it sounds like they care. want you to take accountability. Yeah. So that's why every teacher got advised this many students. You have to see these people. And uh, actually, because what is that, a charter school? That's considered a charter school?
1: I think it's a public charter, but I, I guess it's more charter.
0: Yeah, because p- charter just means... Privately funded? I, uh, I mean, okay, my daughter go to a charter school, but what I'm starting to find out that I found out is it's kind of like a pipeline to what college they want you to go to. So the college might have something to do with the funding. And this co- this school pipeline just happened to be Grand Valley State. You know what I'm saying? So... A lot of a lot of the funding may come from Grand Valley State, but they also trying to push you to that high school that the Grand Valley fund and all the stuff like that. OK, so instead of being funded publicly, now that's just what I see from where she go. And then because then they say, well, if she end up going to Grand Valley State, just mention that she went through this and y'all probably can get something off the tuition. So now they plan on the fact that they know college is expensive. I might as well send her where we think we go get the money off. But the thing is uh. Public school and private school have the same curriculum from what I can see, and especially since they don't have no child left behind no more. So now it's don't matter if it's public, don't matter if it's private. If you're not reading at a certain level, which I think is 121 words, it might be like 109 words a minute and you in the third grade, you can't pass till you get that. We all know why, because we all know in fifth grade, that's when they start knowing how, how many, how many new, prisons to build. new prisons to build. So that's what No Child Left Behind was for. So if we could push these kids through knowing they can't read, we know we got enough people gotta, to fill the nice penitentiary. Influx, yeah. It just happened that they are not doing that no more. But what they finding out is People can't read. they finding that out, and it's not the school that teach you to read. You should learn this at home. School should be a refresher. That's just what I think. Yeah, well, because people don't know that you actually have to be taught how to read. Reading is not something you can learn on your own. Like, somebody has to teach you these actual sounds and stuff like that. That's why people don't get the concept of somebody looking at words and not knowing how to read. Even if it started at the home. Like if your mother can't read and comprehend, she can't teach you to read and comprehend because she don't know what she's teaching you to comprehend because she's not reading the words right. And it's just simple as you have to teach somebody the, the, you know what I'm saying? You got to the, teach these the, syllables and stuff like that. It's nah, nothing you could just pick up from and, learn, you, yeah. and learn. Yeah, because yeah, it's all going to look like a foreign language when you look on the paper. Now you a tutor or what age range and what are you tutoring?
1: So I tutor K through 12, all subjects, um, seven languages.
0: Yeah, okay. Did you say except language or seven languages? Except. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was saying, you know seven languages? Now, <laughs> no. where are we seeing the most problem at with the kids that you're tutoring? Like, what what age range, what grade? Like, is it like, uh, for example, you like, when I'm tutoring fifth graders, I notice that they have a hard time at math. Or, like, is it something that you could pinpoint where you like, everybody's having trouble with this at this age?
1: So, um, as far as subject, math is usually what I get mostly And then second will be reading. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say it's actually weird because I'm this. You're making me just not think about it. I usually have younger kids and then high school. Like it's usually not many in the middle. So the high school is usually math. Yeah. And then the younger kids is like um, reading, learning their letters, like five year olds. Sounding out words, stuff like that. So the foundation, the basic stuff for the younger kids. And then the kids in the middle, I have some kids that are in the middle, but I wouldn't say it's is one thing for middle. I just know for sure high school students, math, the younger ones is usually reading, and then mostly boys.
0: Yeah. So So your patience <laughs> Excuse me, your patience must be extremely high. Like to work with that many kids on a regular basis.
1: I would, and it's weird. I have more patience for the students that I tutor than my class, but maybe it's because I'm doing one-on-one with tutoring, and then class is like 30 kids, so my patience is less. But, yeah, I do have a lot of patience. I think it's really in just how you talk to them because when you, I mean, when you approach it positively and kind of build them up, I kind of, I like to use, um, psychology in my tutoring so I like to focus on the child first like traditionally tutoring they just go in what do you got to work on we about to get to that like all of the students that I tutor I have a relationship with like they really enjoy me like one of my um, kids like she'll tell her mom like I miss her when's tutoring again like usually kids are like oh we gotta tutor. go to tutoring you know oh my god it's Wednesday. So, I kinda focus on them first and kinda see like what do they like or what kinda motivates them and then we'll go we'll start like really going hard with the work. So
0: now you mentioned earlier that you would like to have your own school, right? Mm-hmm. So your own school ideally, what's the class size?
1: Um, somebody just asked me this the other day, but I I want something small, maybe about well, I mean I guess a regular class size, maybe about twenty five students. Okay. But as far as the whole school, no more than like 300, 400.
0: And this will be a high school or it'll be a K through?
1: I prefer a high school.
0: Yeah, because I hate when people put K through anything other than sixth grade. Yeah, I don't
1: like that yeah. either. <laughs>
0: Come on, bro. I don't want my kindergartner going to school with eighth graders, bro. Like, there's no way in the world I really want that. I don't care if they are yeah. in different hallways, they're at different points in their life. Right. And that's you know how I'm at it to. So, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Well, I want to homeschool, man. And then I want to let my daughter go to school. During middle school, so she could say if that's what she want to do by the time she get to high school, and if she do want to do that, I support that a hundred percent. If you like fuck that, I want to stay at the crib and learn. I support that a hundred percent. Well, you know, like uh, I've thought about homeschooling. My homeschooling, uh, especially now, I see my oldest daughter. She ate. She already been. She loves school. Like, she geeked up. But my my, uh, my baby, she three, about to be four. She got a speech delay. You feel what I'm saying? So we putting her in school this year to see how she like it. Because when she go where other kids her age, she adapt well. But I just want to see how it is for the education. I mean, we teach her stuff. We got, like, a, a big board that she go grab now and that she think a slide for her toys. But it got you know, the core numbers, because it's only zero through nine. I'm the only numbers that ever existed. And we just keep adding to that. So we got the core numbers. It got the ABCs. It got her name. It got her birthday. And we teaching her this and she getting it. But I want to see when she go to school and it's not taught by us how it turn out. You know what I'm saying? But my my actual outlook is I might homeschool her. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, at this point in my life, I really don't care about uh, finances, not because I'm rich as fuck or anything, but I just know my contribution to the world will be the development of my children. You know, I am who I am. I got a plan, and my plan is actually to develop these two little women into, like, the most phenomenal beings they can be, and then I want to be able to look back and say, yo, Ava, like, you really had a hard time. Like, I appreciate everything you come with with education. She might grow up and be the best educator in the world, but I just think she go get the... I want to see because I don't know but the homeschooling and mm-hmm. then uh, we could homeschool yeah them together. <laughs> we can <laughs> the homeschool them yeah. together we sit over yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that would be dope so it's yeah. like a double homeschooling yeah. and motherfuckers got like and I want to do it though I don't want like my wife to do it I yeah. want to be like oh, well, you got to get a lot more patience brother because you no nah, no nah, but I'm saying yeah yeah but, but that's a part of the homeschooling like, oh so we, it's you learning too because yeah. you definitely, you know what I'm saying? I don't mind sending my daughter over there, but yeah, you yeah. definitely Need have patience. to work on yeah, yeah. some patience. You know what I'm saying? But you know that, so that's the first step. You yeah. learn it. But I w- if we homeschooling, we could homeschool together, together. We would pick the days. No school on Fridays. Uh, right. We would pick it back up
1: Saturday. My um aunt, she lives in Georgia. She homeschools, and her kids are really smart. She has four in there. She homeschooled all four of them, and they're really smart.
0: Now, talk about that because uh, I heard, like, she developed something where she, like, teach the kids before they could talk.
1: Okay, yeah. So um, her company is called NeuroAcademics, and like they work with the babies. I think they start at three months. I don't. I can't remember. If it's three or six. But they they use brain based learning, yeah, which focuses on like stimulating the brain through colors or and exercise, different things like that. And so they teach the babies like how to recognize letters, numbers, how to put puzzles together, how to recognize words. All before they're one years old.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's kind of like um, I forgot the name of the website, but it was like a it was we like a foreign it, okay. it was like a foreign <laughs> website, and like they use that technique as well. well by but foreign, like foreign,
0: do you mean Asian? I think so. Cause that sound like something that Asians do in
1: America. Like we we start at five, pretty right. much.
0: Well, yeah, because I, like I got a uh, nephew. You know what I mean? And like uh, one of like the biggest arguments. I, it wasn't an argument it was the big one of the bigger disputes him and my wife had so it's her brother mm-hmm. and then his son is my nephew uh he said something about, like, him going to learn how to read at school. And we were like, no, my nigga, it start right now at the crib. Mm-hmm. So while you going grocery shopping and shit, you supposed to be showing them this is what this say. This is what, you know what I'm saying? Just every, because everywhere, especially for a kid, they like a blank canvas. These are all learning possibilities. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? So uh, go get the red brush off the table. It might not or even be no red what she
1: brush. she does as in I've seen other parents do it And not just her Because she homeschooled She literally has words On everything Stove Microwave Mirror And just put the word there right. And they yeah. learn That way as well I'm
0: mean, yeah. adding that in tomorrow Yeah Yeah yeah. yeah that's real shit right. though Because yeah. Nigga how you think Seeley learned how to read
1: that's exactly yeah. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. That's yeah. Learn how to read from The yeah. Color Purple. Yeah. That's a movie,
0: people yeah. who yeah. might not know what The Color Purple is because y'all so young. Kevin
1: yeah. never seen The Color Purple. I'm sorry. You ain't missing shit. You know what you're missing? you missing Mass Pedophilia in the Family. But that's a good classic movie. It ain't classic. It ain't good. It's classic.
0: Go on here tell us why it's good.
1: I didn't mean good, like the things that happened. Uh, Yeah, because that
0: was terrible. You meant like well shot, great acting. It's
1: it's a classic. Let me just put classic and that's it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and that's no color purple bash. I'm allowed allowed to have my own opinion of the color purple. You know what I'm saying? The only color purple I like come on my butt. Uh, You feel me? What's the best advice? that went over my head. (laughs) What's What's the best advice that you would give a young lady who was uh, on her way into the the, the 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 world after twelfth grade, like it's graduation day, she run up to you like Ms. Lambkin, um um blah blah blah. What's the best advice that you could give her?
1: Hmm. Well, for me is like
0: no, it's from you.
1: No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, no. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Like it's more of like preserving who you are and staying grounded and focused on who you are because. It's going to be so many, like, obstacles and people that's, like, trying to pull you in different ways. Yeah. And I'm not even just talking about guys. Like, it could be family members, just whatever it is. But I feel like, you know, as young women, we don't have um the support. So a lot of times you just have to keep pushing yourself. Yeah. And, um, like, just stay focused on what your goals are. Like, write your goals down and align your life in that way because I feel like that's what's always kept me on a straighter path because it's like other people I'll see like even when I was in college like oh my cousins they at home having fun I'm and I'm here bored getting a D in this class and just stressed out and I and you know those times I want to drop out and stuff but it's like I always kept my goals aligned so it's like when I look down at the future what do I want my life to be like all right, well, whatever, everything else that's going on has nothing to do with what I want my life to be like, and it's not going to get me there. Right. So I would say stay focused on that. Like, even if you fall down, whatever the goal is, like, that's what your eyes should remain on. Right. So
0: now, Another question I got about working with high school students, like, how, how involved are the dads? Uh, like, you, you advise 25 people. How many of these are fathers that, that come sit and talk and stuff like that?
1: I saw a granddad. Um I think I saw about three dads out of
0: 25 people.
1: And I and I don't know if I know you know some of them are do are do just live with their mom, like single mom home, but I saw about Three dads think.
0: So what do you think uh, If more dads were involved From an educational uh, perspective Like w- what do you think Would be the outcome Do you think like The the young black males Would uh, take it more serious Care about it more Not saying that they don't But you know what I'm saying Everywhere they go It's a woman and authority figure Right That's that. Well, first of all it, it, That's just not going to be The truth in America Right mm-hmm. uh, So they're not seeing A father the, right? They're not her. seeing like That form of authority, and not just authority like do what I say, but authority of, like when I like walk in the room, right? Structure. When I walk in the room, it don't matter who in there. My daughters know, like my dad in here. If I just was fucking up, I better straighten up. You right. feel what I'm saying? Or my dad in here. If I got a problem, dad, it was him. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think would be the outcome? Because now these boys in high school, they they see him on TV, music, and all of that. What they think men should be which is 97 percent of the time wrong
1: right so i got got a couple things to say about that well first i love dr umar's concept of adhd ain't no daddy at home disorder right because the adhd symptoms are normal things that anybody could fall under right so it's like the reason that your son thinks it's okay to throw pencils across the room or get up and roam around is because he not scared of his mom. Like, it ain't even about being right. scared of your mom. It's just, you know, your, like you said, your daughter's going to straighten up. Your son's going to straighten up, too. Like, he going to know if I get a phone call home, my daddy going to really cut into me because that's stupid for me to be doing this. With moms, I don't think, you know, that.
0: Because they just ready to put them on a the medication. And they right. Get, yeah. And then
1: even still, like, some of them get beat or abused at home. And some moms at some age, like they just tired. They be like, Sick I can't do shit. it no more. Like my yeah, son's sixteen and he been doing everything and I done tried everything and I just can't I don't have the energy no more. So it's like and then it's also that balance piece. The mom shouldn't have to do everything. Like the mom should be focused on nurturing the child and the dad should be focused on some of the other things. So they will also have that balance and I feel like discipline would definitely be in line because it's hard for me as a woman, even as a black woman to explain to the black boys in my class that Discipline in life is important because they looking like well, we see, don't care the people on discipline. my block do like this yeah. and the rappers do this and it's like, well, they're not disciplined. like
0: <laughs> and, and see, I think they think discipline isn't you getting your ass you with it, for doing you know, something, something bad. Right. Discipline is me Correcting being able to correct my behavior and not do what I don't think I should be doing. Right. Do what you, what you know need what to do Right.
1: in order to survive right. in life. And they don't really understand that concept. And I think it's more because I'm a woman. So it's probably not being received right. right. The other thing, um, I'll put Kevin on last again, (laughs) but he had to discipline his his little brother recently. And I was just telling him, like, I love that you just did that because even like his brother's 18, even at that age, you still need that role model to put you in your place because if not, like, you you out in the world and you see how crazy Detroit is, you're going to end up in some bullshit because nobody ever set you down or got in your face or, like, roughed you up because, you you know what I'm saying, you never had it. You thought life was a game. You don't yeah. have no type of discipline. So. You don't
0: understand when you 21, what 21 years 21 years to 48 years mean when the judge right. say it you, you just don't know what you like oh i just was doing this well no what you just was doing carry a two to five yeah right 25 uh if you had a message that you could say to black fathers being more involved from a teaching uh perspective what would you tell them this this is the floor for that
1: I, i think that black fathers need to under for one they need to recognize who they are not first as black men like you, you are a king like you are you you are here to be great and first we need to recognize that we need to uh, recognize what was done to us as black people and as w- black men and how how hate. like I feel like black men know oh I'm hated America oppresses me but realize why and then kind of keep standing up like stop falling keep standing up and keep on going so that you can realize like your position in the black family like you are not meant to be a weekend dad or you're not meant to be somebody out here that's having sex with three five women and you got 10 kids and nothing you know what I'm saying you are meant to be well, that balance in, the, family. in,
0: the, in the, the, the the correct way then i could say yeah cuz if i take care, care of those it. 10 kids and well, everybody yeah. working in unison well,
1: okay yeah what i'm saying is <laughs> but, like
0: but that's you, you not normally what we we know what you're saying but that's not normally but you you meant to just be like spilling your seed everywhere right. yeah like yeah.
1: you sh- you you are meant to be in a family for that balance like masculine energy feminine energy so i feel like black men need to just rise up and realize their worth first as a black man and right. then understand with that worth comes big responsibility like they need black boys need to see black men that's really standing their ground as black men like
0: Yeah yeah I could dig it uh so listen where can people find the book
1: okay you can get my book on my website or on Amazon but what's so your website the website yeah the website is stacylampkin.com dot com and I'll spell it real slow S T A C Y L A M P K i n. dot c o m.
0: I hope you niggas caught
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stacy, what she said really, him slow, him. really slow. Okay, have you have you? Because uh, the book just came out, right? How long? Uh, um, last year. Okay, so you did any book signings or anything like that?
1: Yes, I've done. I don't know how many, maybe almost 10 or something. Okay,
0: yeah, that's dope. That's dope, and we appreciate you coming. Uh, since you a teacher, I don't know if you want to put your Instagram or anything out there, so if you want to, we uh, well,
1: well, my Instagram <laughs> is Stacy Lampkin. I, my students be finding me on there, and then they come and be like, "Miss Lampkin, you was getting off in Vegas. I'm like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, i about the block it, okay? So... <laughs>
1: But I don't I don't be putting nothing bad on my Instagram. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even really use Instagram. I, I I really use like my tutoring page on there. So,
0: and what's your tutoring services called again?
1: It um well the Instagram name is at Detroit Tutors. Okay. Um, but the name of it is Young and Ambitious Tutoring. Service. Okay.
0: All right. So we we'll put that. You know what I mean? So man, if people want to contact me over the internet, where would they go to? TCE Pod On uh, all the platforms That you on Instagram you know. and Twitter yeah, yeah yeah. And if what, what if they want To be a part of the show Tell us how they don't Like the show Tell us how they love the show Or want to come on the show Or advertise PR at TCOHH.org PR at TCOHH.org And uh, I'm SJ I'm AJ I want for my brother What, what I, I want, want for myself, for myself.